Hello, welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Dave. I am Chris. We are two dudes that like to have a couple little sips and then talk about horror from movies yeah. to real life. And uh, we hope you like to listen a little bit. Uh, this week, we are talking about 2013's movie about giant mechs beating the shit out of some giant kaiju. We mm. are talking about specific rim. Dave. I'm hard. Oh, wait. Is that what you wanted? No, I... that's probably not what you wanted. <laughs> you didn't want to know that. Dude, specific rimming. So good. Um, Rabble, we've been pre-gaming and bullshitting for about an hour and a half now. So uh, This will be yeah. the longest forget, episode, forget Chris. maybe of all time, or the either the shortest episode. It's in God's hands. <laughs> it's in Jim Caviezel's hands. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, Jim Caviezel? Uh, <laughs> May he rise again to be restarted. Yeah. Thanks to thanks to the holy uh, AutoZone. Um, There's a lot of inside jokes happening right now that uh, we are considering uh, doing some subscriber things and putting uh, our pre-show up uh, for those subscribers. If that's something that you would be interested in, let us know on any of our social medias. They're in the description. If you want the specifics on our social medias, wait till the end, and then we'll tell them to you. Uh, so just enjoy the show from here till yeah. then. Please, when you comment, tell us specifically what you like, what you don't <laughs> like. We specifically want to know what you're thinking. So, uh, exactly. that being said, let's get on to specific rimming. Three, two, one. Uh, Chris, man, I, I grew up in when Robotech was first came to the United States. Like, I couldn't even watch it on the regular because it was always on on odd channels and odd times of day. And uh, we were poor bastards. We couldn't really do cable. So right. I, I caught it when I could. And it was so cool. So the mech stuff was so cool. And then you had King Kong. Uh, you had uh, Godzilla. You on were regulars. On Sammy Terry on Saturday nights of uh, WTTV4. And uh, never in my wettest dreams did I ever imagine, like, <laughs> you could smash them together like a fucking Reese Pieces. Yeah. Like, you got, you got some, you got some mech suits in my kaiju. Oh, well, you, you know, you got kaiju in my mech suit. It, well, let's do it. Now, I liked Voltron as a kid. But I, I, I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, I mean, I maybe did, but I mean, I was so young at that time. But I, that kind of had a similar thing. I don't remember the villains of Voltron, though. Like, was he fighting monsters or other robots? No, I think it was mostly like giant space monsters. Okay. Because they, they, would, they would fight for a while, and then they would always end it the same way, like... The same, the same exact fucking animation, not just like done the same. No, it's the same piece of fucking animation. Ooh, he pulls out the fucking sword and cuts him in half. Yeah, you know, so. that? why draw it again if it's the same? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm there for it, man. I love the fucking Power Rangers or uh, the Voltron. The Voltron. God, I'm, now, that's it. Show's over. I'm killing myself right now. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Um, I love Voltron. I really don't 
not like Power Rangers. It was just at, it was just after my time. Yeah, right, right. No. Um, I have watched the new movie, and I my understanding is that they're working on another new movie. I think they're yeah, although with so it again. many strikes in place. Yeah. yeah. Now, well, I kind of heard that it's going to be a softer reboot, so maybe they don't completely throw out. Like what has happened in the yeah? I really liked the reboot too. I mean, I was I was like the ripe age for Power Rangers as a kid. Uh, but even looking beyond that, like I mean, I was into that first era of it, and then they switched to like something else, and then I was phased out by that point. But looking at it now, it's kind of cool. Like that when you get into the teenager and the acting kind of stuff, like that's cheesy as fucking shit. But if you look at the like the the mech versus the monster stuff, that's very derivative and reminiscent of Godzilla. And it's cool just for that. Because it is just dudes in these giant absurd suits. And it's it's cool just to see that kind of going on. Yeah, I've got a... I've acquired the taste for for the Power Rangers, so I'm just kidding when I say Fuck them all. Um, but yeah, the kaiju stuff and the ridiculous... There's, there's an extra element, I feel like, with the Voltron and the Power Rangers and some of that shit. Because mm-hmm. you get, like, people stories. I, I, I have a hard time because the worst parts of the modern Godzilla movies has been, like, the people parts. God, yes. That's really my problem with most kaiju kind of movies. I mean, probably a lot of people are that way. I want to see, we want to see the fucking monsters, man. We want to see the fights or it destroying shit. Yeah. And then we're getting like these human stories. In some instances, it's, it's all right. In some instances, it's overdone. And you're like, I know what you're doing and you're just kind of padding your movie out mm-hmm. between the big set pieces. Right. Um, and well, I don't, if you destroy too many cities. How do you make the monster a good guy? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, and plus, I mean, sp- specific rim is another one of those things that owes a lot. And I do really love that, you know, I was looking at the credits as it was ending and they had, they had thanks for, uh, Ray Harryhausen, which was fucking cool. But then, uh, the director and co-writer of Godzilla, I guess you could say like the co-creator of Godzilla. Um, I'm going to say his name absolutely wrong, but, uh, it, it uh where uh, I've missed my notes here. Where are my notes at? Um where's where's Ish, my homies at? Ish, Ishiru Honda. And just just for them putting those two names in there, you know, I don't think it it Pacific Rim goes its own way with that. Obviously with the CGI, it's not men in big suits, although we'll come back to that later maybe several times <laughs> um but it still knows that if it wasn't for those that it wouldn't be there so that i thought right. was very cool of of them to do that um just a, a tip of the hat to the to the old guard the creators 
and I I got a lot of I that that maybe got a whole half a point uh for me <laughs> just seeing that. And and one last thing as far as the credits go. I don't did you have you seen the credits? Anything? Um for Pacific or Pacific Ramming? Yeah. Um I might have zoned out a little right. bit. Now towards the towards the very end. It shows that for Ray Harryhausen and Ishiro Honda, but below that a little bit, there's thanks. And uh, I I didn't write them all down, but it's James Cameron, and then you'll never guess, David fucking Cronenberg. And I was so fascinated. Oh. I'm like, oh my god, I have to find out what he helped with. Like maybe Del Toro was like. I talked to I talked to Cronenberg about the physiology of these kaiju, and I'm like, that'd be so fucking cool. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Del Toro, okay, what was it? Del Toro apparently they filmed a lot in uh, Toronto, and Cronenberg helped him uh, with his production crew and stuff like that. And that's oh. yeah. I mean, it's cool, I mean, but less cool. Yeah, I was really hoping for like some some juicy like nugget like we've really I, and then i i walked away just kind of whelmed i'm like god i really would have loved <laughs> there, I, is there a worse emotion on the face of the earth than being i i don't know because oh. you're like i i can't be disappointed because i but at the same time didn't know it existed in the first place yeah, but at the same time, like, what do, you, what do you do with yourself now? And that's certainly what, uh, what I felt. But um, there's the credits. We got those out of the way. Now let's talk about the movie. Yeah, so um, we, this is, this is, this is the Independence Day of Kaiju movie. Yes. Um, it's, it's big budget. It's beautiful it is um it, it is heavy heavily reliant on cg but i think it's solid and then you know it's just it's got this that that same theme of like yeah we're gonna have some internal rivalry but at the end of the day mankind has to like come together and it, that it really is a beautiful concept. Like I don't we need to. I, yeah, that, that took me out of it line. almost immediately because I don't think that would ever happen. <laughs> there would always be. I, I think a, a threat on this like, size. No, fuck you. We will. We'll figure it out. We don't need you, fucking I, Canadians, going off on their own like always. I, I think a threat of this size could really bring could bring society together. But you would still have your Ron Perlman's that are like, you know, no, I'm out for my own, and I'm selling like fucking uh, kaiju parasites and bone powder to make, you know, Chinese dick drugs. You know, I so I was very fascinated by his character because, I mean, this is it's it's this giant kaiju is dead, and he's like getting in there and getting shit out of it without like this world government 
thing like already well did they have a relationship didn't he have like some kind of agreement with the local authorities oh did he i may have missed that then well no, I, I thought that mind. was uh, kind of mentioned it kind of seemed like throwaway but i think that that's uh, what they had they had some kind of um thing and then they also tried to get there before like the authorities can recover and get there so the, I think the fun, the funniest part to me in the movie was uh, after that big fight uh, with the the three uh, Jaegers and the when the when the two the two event first happened uh, yeah. and they're done. Uh, Ron Perlman comes up with the map. He's like the the kaiju died here, and we're going to start our search uh, here pointing at the same spot twice it's like of course you would are you gonna what the fuck are you else are you gonna do he, he died here but maybe his body is 100 miles away so, yeah uh, i thought i thought that was kind of funny i don't know if it was on purpose but it was a little bit ridiculous and i i loved it for it um, um oh man charlie day let's talk charlie day i love charlie day so that was, uh, I knew he was in it, but I mean, it's been a minute since I watched some of this before, uh, but, uh, seeing Charlie Day just makes me happy because he's, he's a, he's a funny guy. I like Charlie Day. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's not, um, it's not always sunny, Charlie, but it's the same energy. I feel it, like. Yeah. It's not a far so, cry. No, no. But he's, a, he's egghead Charlie. Yeah. So he's smart, but he's got that same like fucking vibe. Um, so I I really appreciate that. And, and his um, his cohort, Burn Gorman, looks like an actor that they've abducted from like the forties or fifties and brought to today. And that's no disrespect yeah, oh yeah, to yeah. him. He just looks like an old older timer actor. No, if you put him in a forties movie, what he would be is the guy that. He's the scientist that always wanted to be the hero Air Force pilot, but then he got polio. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's still the guy that saves yes, the day. That is so, yeah, yes. exactly it. And you know what? Yeah. Weirdly, he's one of my favorite characters in the movie. I really I, liked I did, his character. I did like him. I mean, it. You know, it. Um, he has an arc too, where him and Charlie are kind of rivals, but at the end of the day, he's like. Okay, you know, Charlie, I'm going to put my faith in you. We got to put these petty differences aside. You know, right. same as our countries are trying to do. We got to put these petty differences aside, and I'm going to uh, drift with you um, into the mind of the kaiju, which is yeah. a it's a super cool kind of idea. And yeah. then, um, did you watch two as well? Have you, no, have you seen two, have, or did you watch it for this? I have not watched two. Okay. So that's a that's a big yeah that's a big plot point for two the drifting or the drifting with a kaiju drifting with the kaiju okay um so there are some things that are apparently left behind from the drift from the original script in the original script uh Rally and Mako Mori we're not going to speak the same language. Yes, I loved and that. It, I read that today, and, and only was like, after drifting were they going to kind of be able to communicate. Oh so, my god, that was a that was a kind of cool story. That was a uh, fucking concept. cool idea, and I kind yeah. of understand it being like this big summer blockbuster popcorn kind of movie that that maybe wouldn't work. That feels like too of too much of a 
like a in-depth kind of an idea for a popcorn movie, I think. But I love that idea. And then by the end, they can understand each other. I thought that was a great thing that I would have absolutely loved that. I, I can see where studios kind of balk. Because 2013, like, this is the first... This is in that first wave of movies that are really going to try to to specifically have something for that um, Asian audience. Mm. Okay. So I, I feel like this is in that first wave. You know, um, not to be um, too big a nerd, but um, when Big Hero 6 was 2014, so it kind of rode that same wave with it, yeah. you know, they... Yeah. Um, and then Marvel movies really feed into that now. And, uh, you know, that's a huge, huge market if you get into China. Now, this is more China adjacent, uh, a.k.a. Japan. <laughs> um, We've lost our Japanese audience now. Damn it, Dave. <laughs> put him on the board. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look at Hirohito. Put Emperor Hirohito on the board. I'm going to look at the my news articles when I wake up tomorrow and it's like podcast uh, host. <laughs> Decrees Japan as <laughs> China adjacent. China. <laughs> and and the, the, uh, the picture under the headline is just me with a uh, Halloween Horror Night glass full of Coke in one hand and a shot glass full of Woodford Reserve in the other. Oh. Like a kind of, oh, you need to me? go make You need to go make your social medias private till this blows over. <laughs> like any good celebrity, oh. Dave. You black out. You black it all out, yeah. and then come back hot. So celebrities blame exhaustion. It's exhaustion. I've been working too hard for the people. Yeah. Oh, I was so tired. I started a sex cult. He said, or they said. Sorry, that's not. A, I don't mean that as offensive as it sounded. I I was really trying to be respectful to to them. To sex uh, to me or to sex cults to to that loser. Oh, oh! You know who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, just a flash in the pan. Uh, yeah, well, um, but or the now, the other the other guy with the sex well, I don't know. They probably all Hollywood do guys they have a sex Now, uh, the actress for Mako, uh, I another name. Why am I saying all these names? How how would you pronounce this name? I'm leaving this up to you, Rinko. Um, Ringo Kikuchi, which that's about where I didn't be careful with that one. Be, yeah. Yeah. Watching this whole movie. I thought for sure. She was the actress that played Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. I was I was fucking sure of it. Were you drunk? No. <laughs> but like the way she talked and I just. I mean, I know there's a lot of practical effects on Mantis, and I'm like, I, you know what? This is the actress that plays Mantis, and so when I'm, you know, working up my horror house notes, I'm looking and not finding. I'm like, Babel, forty-seven Ronin, obviously Pacific Rim. Where in the fuck are you telling me she's so? Her other movies are so much popular, more popular than Guardians of the Galaxy that they're first. And then I get the slow realization that, you am I racist? 
am I racist that I you think you are? <laughs> Because the Mantis character is French, like the the actress is French. Um, uh, yeah. Clementif. Yeah, I I when I pulled her up and found her, and then looked at them, I was like, I clearly see the error of my ways. They obviously don't look alike. Um, but listen, the way she talked, and I, I just I just felt like. Right, we all made mistakes, right? Like I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm man enough to admit my mistake. Uh, but I, she was also another one of my favorite parts of the movie. I thought she was great. I thought she's a great actress. I, I thought she was. I, I agree. I thought she was great. Uh, I wish she had she, a better leading man to work with. I didn't really care for Charlie. Oh, thank God! Thank you, Chris. Thank you. I was really worried you were like Charlie Hunnam or however you say his name. Great job, Charlie. No, he's so fucking bland. Yeah. I mean, um, I, Charlie, I'm sure you're a great guy, but I mean, I'm they gonna... got several seasons. I didn't realize at first that he was the Sons of Anarchy guy, and that got several seasons with him being like the leading man. So, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And I, I know <clears throat> several of the women I work with, Charlie, that, um, you know, you're never going to be hurt. Like you, you're never gonna be. After that, you're never dry spelling, dude. But I but didn't realize that was Pacific Rim was not your part. I yeah. th- I think it's because I, honestly, everyone else, everyone else is just a little over the top. Like yeah. they're live action anime in this, and yeah. Charlie plays it a little straight. And plus, his story is a little cliche, more than a little. He's doing the. I'm retired from that life. I ain't going back. Never mind. I'm back. Uh, how many yeah, times? I yeah. mean, we've seen it a million times, and I feel like that didn't help with his kind of straight man acting. But you know, I just he didn't he didn't do it for me. I don't know who I would have had in his place. Um, but yeah, I feel like he was the kind of weakest character of the whole thing. I I don't disagree. And like I said, I think that part of it is everyone else really, he, he plays it straight and everyone else kind of hams it up just a little bit. I will it, give him credit. Idris Elbra, I really like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. And I think the character is really good here. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the performance. Yeah, um, I kind of agree. Yeah, which is disappointing because he he is such a imposing figure. But you know, everyone else, like the the dad and brother team, yes, or the dad and son team, An I arc. thought they hammed it up good. Yeah, they have yeah. oh yeah, yeah, a character arc exactly. And and Charlie's just seems so like you knew where we were headed. And yeah. Idris, even too, you know, they just, you knew that um, the nosebleeds and everything. Yeah, you, like, I just he, always felt like you were, knew there was one. I mean, he's the the guy that's going to risk it all, sacrifice it all. Like, you knew, pre- mm. I felt like you knew pretty soon. I will say to his, I did, I did mostly like him. I mean, he was pretty straight too. Um, but I, overall, I, I was kind of okay with him and his character. I liked some of his interaction uh, with Raleigh. 
I thought when they were interacting kind of buttonheads, that was when Raleigh was better. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, I really love that, you know, he, uh, uh, Raleigh's trying to, because after they dr- he drifts with Mako and it doesn't work out, and all that chaos stuff. And then he's trying to figure out, you know, from elbow, you know, like, why won't you just let her fucking do it? And then, you know, he, I don't, I, he taps him on the shoulder or something. He's like, first off, don't touch me. Second, don't touch me. <laughs> I was like, I, I really like that. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, they don't, I got a good Idris is, a, Idris is an imposing dude, and the character Stacker is, is an imposing character. So it's a good fit. I just think that I really I'm not even going to blame the actor. I'm going to blame the direction, which is hard to do because I love Guillermo del Toro so much. But I feel like right, they, yeah. you needed to tell him like I really I want you to go take this to eleven. You know, chew chew the scenery a little bit more. So um, I I would compare Idris Elba in this movie to like a Bill Pullman of Independence Day. Like oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the speech, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I don't think he reaches those same levels as Bill Pullman did. That was, which, that really, that is such an epic speech. Like, if you played this speech right now, like, I'd be like, yeah, America fucking cut Earth. Yeah. Number yeah. one. That was. So, yeah. And so this is a little bit, it's, it's, it's that same tone. This is exactly why I called yeah. it. You know the Independence Day of Kaiju films, yeah, yeah, but um, it's not quite as good. I mean, the idea of today we canceled the apocalypse, like that's just, okay, that's, that's a, pretty badass. Yeah, I think they could have rolled with that line too. I don't know what their taglines were for Pacific Rim, but if they didn't use that, that's their marketing is very dumb. <laughs> I, I think it was a uh, specific rimming. You never know till you try it. <laughs> Today we tongue the apocalypse. Oh God! I can't I'm going to tongue punch that fart box. <laughs> Too far, Dave. Black out the socials. Black out the socials. <laughs> We're going to. I'm going hard in the paint tonight, uh, man. Oh man. Uh, um, I, I feel like um, another underused actor was um, the ops guy, like the the desk dude. Desk jockey Clifton Collins Jr. He, now he's a guy I meant to look up and didn't. Uh, he reminds me so much of somebody else, and I Steve don't. Bush, a young Steve Buscemi? Maybe. I don't think that's a far cry. I don't. I, and maybe it's a combination of Steve Buscemi and somebody else. Uh, but like I. Something about him. uh, John Leguizamo. He's like right there. That may be it. He's kind of (laughs) like he's kind of big lots of John Leguizamo. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked him, but at the same time, like, like this is the like the the nerdy kind of comicy kind of you know. I mean, so he he just wasn't very as endearing as I think he should have been, at least to me. Um, yeah. I, I, that's that's what I think. I mean, I think the actor is good, and I think that it was an underused character because you didn't need him as that kind of nerdy comic guy. Because you have um, 
Charlie and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Herman Gottlieb. Uh, so yeah, um, you had them already, so you didn't need that there. So I did like. I really loved some of my favorite scenes were Charlie Day and Ron Perlman. Um, what I, did what did you think of? I liked when Charlie came back, or Newt came back after the kaiju attack. And he's like, you owe me a brain. <laughs> or I forget how he, yeah. how he said it. You owe me a goddamn brain. Uh, when he fully expected him to be fucking dead. Yeah. And yeah. I, I really like that. Also, speaking of uh, on this fact, Charlie Day fit in so well with all those Japanese people in that like shelter. Yeah. That I am partially convinced that Charlie Day is pretending to be American. Oh, oh, I think he is a sleeper cell Japanese agent. Because <laughs> even his clothes, it, like he just fit in. Undercover uh, for Toyota. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um. I. What can I say, man? I I love me some Charlie Day. So. Well, but yeah. it, it's a good character. It's um. I, I'm I'm really working not to. Spoilerific, uh, specific rimming to more specific, more rimming. <laughs> but um, do you so, want to tell everybody why why you're on the on the specific so much, and uh, why we're, we'll title the episode on. that? If if you haven't figured it out, like we all know that person that every time they say the word specific, they actually say Pacific. Wait, Dave, could you be more Pacific about that? Can, can you be more pacific? Uh, I, I specifically said that last week in our meeting, <laughs> and you know, so it, yeah, I'm I'm riffing on you. I'm I'm hacking on you a little bit, but uh, like, it, I got him. That, that brings I got the the eye roll, but without your eyes actually rolling, like you feel the movement, but you're trying to be cordial and polite. Yeah, but like your whole back of your eyes just feels the motion and you're like fucking goddamn that kind of a thing I, I at, at work and it's hard to believe I've made it 16 years without losing my job yet because I, I'm the asshole that I won't call you out directly what I'll do is I will say something so I can riff on your misspeak the a hundred comedy writers couldn't write something as good as one person saying something wrong one time. But when you call me out because I say something wrong one time, you know, it's not quite as funny. So. Shit. You're preaching to the choir right now. I'm the guy that recommended us, like, let's watch the shortcut. And then for the last four years, Dave's like, hey, shortcut, man. I'm like, God damn it, Dave. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, it, have. And overtaken, I believe, by uh, Doom Asylum. So, you know what? Like, give it yeah. up. What a shit. I have a whole picture. nurse practitioner with, I, I don't know, um, six years of college education, plus another, you know, probably six or eight years of um, medical expertise, runs a pain and addiction clinic. And, and this dude, and I hope you're listening, Josh. He is referred to as uh, Baskin guy. Baskin guy. <laughs> so that's Baskin guy. I, 
does he does he know how absolutely terrified of him I am? He, 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 I am of him. Uh, I'm not sure. I will let him know next week when he comes back from vacation. Whenever you mention him, my butt is immediately clenched. I'm like, oh no, what's going to happen? Oh, Baskin guy had a new uh, suggestion for us. Oh, it's no. not a movie as much as it's just a real life snuff film. Yeah, so. we meet in a cornfield, and then we're going to watch the snuff film. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting on. It's it's not so much that your guts are being pulled out of you. It's when they put them back in is when it really sucks. That's so the, that's when it really gets you. <laughs> uh, getting back getting back to uh specific rimming. Uh what do you think of the CGI in this? I, I thought it was solid. You know, I feel like 2013 to now 2023, um, ten years have passed. Um, yeah. Thank you. I I, I did pass elementary math. Um. So we've talked about things like that, like things change so rapidly, but they change most rapidly in the infancy of a uh, industry. So maybe it's that 2013 to 2023 doesn't mean as much as right. 93 to 2003. Exactly. But um. But I still feel like there's a lot of movies from 2013 that don't hold up as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I agree. So I, I feel like that they look good, and in the according to IMDb, um, they made a, about a hundred different kaiju and Jaegers, and um, which God damn it, Chris, why aren't we drinking Jaeger tonight? Uh, I know why, because I fucking hate Jaeger. I've never tried it, believe it or not. I've still never tried it. Black. And uh, uh, really? Oh God! Yeah. Like all the old Metallica stories always made me want to try it, but I still have yet to try it. Anyways, um, I'm at the point where I could drink it right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> just. Uh, now for me, the CGI. I mean, it reminds me of like trying to watch like Transformers. Like for a lot of it, like there's this just a, a heaps of action, and I'm like I I'm having a hard time keeping up with some of it, and I gotta say I'm an old man and I'm set in my ways, and I I would rather watch stop motion. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean I love me some stop motion. Yeah, I don't think that would really work in a summer blockbuster movie at this point ever probably um but like some kind of shots to like really imply the solidity of the objects i think maybe would have helped me get there but uh, to me the best that it looked was the out of water shots like um that big the the big fight like in the middle with the three Jaegers and the two kaiju and when they finally move it towards land um the, the gypsy and that EMP monster I, who I forget their name yeah Definitely. uh I thought that looked great but when they're in the water for some reason it looked less great to me and maybe but that's because I, of the water I don't know but I I think what it is is and and this is just my opinion it's not so much the water it's that you know filmmaking has a shared language right i think we can all agree there there's like a certain 
shared language with um, pop culture and entertainment in general. Okay. Um, and so uh, um, when you design for the current thing is like, we want these fantastical monsters, but we want them to look like they could actually exist. So these kaiju have to right. meet certain standards. Like you can't have this giant bulbous head and a tiny pin body. No one would fucking believe that shit. So that I know that's a um, that's the extreme example. So so don't um, call me on that. I'm I'm just using that as an extreme. That's example. also copywritten horror house twenty twenty three. Sure. <laughs> um, so when you when you make things with with a a shared language. And a shared visual language, and then you're making it so that it seems grounded. Mm-hmm. It's hard to really differentiate because, like, were you going to make these monsters like colorful? Like the Jaegers are are where you're going to get the color from, and eat, and they pay such uh, homage in this to like World War Two. So even um, Gypsy Avenger is not named for gypsies. It's named for the engines from specific uh, Pacific World War II fighters. Like that's where that name comes from. It's not. It's not a reference to the Roma people uh, of Eastern Europe. And so you're not going to have the color for colorful stuff like. You know, like Power Rangers, you can have the colors, and and really they benefit from that wild color palette. Where in reality, or or the pseudo reality of Hollywood, like if I want to make this monster evil, he's got to be dark and gray, and so you end up with a lot of that color palette wise. There's not a lot of differentiation, and then the the style of filmmaking is not it it's it's it likes close-ups and fast cuts yes absolutely. so so i don't think that helps because it <clears throat> yeah it shows a lot going on in a short amount of time so it it can kind of trick your brain into wow this is action-packed when i i honestly think you would do more with less of those cuts yeah. and show some actual stuff, which is where you, I, I, I would love Hollywood to really pull in some of these old school Hong Kong guys. I, why is it Jackie Chan and Guillermo del Toro teaming up with shit and Jackie as a choreographer so we can have extended fight scenes that don't res- rely cut on every quick cuts. Half yeah. a second. Yes. That's so annoying, and they do do. I did notice that a lot in this, um, dude. Even as far back as a Kiss fan, right? Like you, I would get like in the early two thousands. They they would release like a concert DVD, right? And they had this weird thing then of just cuts, like every second, half second. You're like, I can't enjoy this because you're trying to make something frantic that's not frantic this doesn't make yeah. sense yeah. for what you're doing and that was that was a big complaint i had of, of kiss concert dvds for a decade and a half at least 
Um, and I still notice it and noticed it in this. Um, that, that also said, um, there, there's a lot of almost wrestling in this that I really wish, yeah. like there was a moment when Gypsy grabbed that. I think it was the, I think it was the EMP monster. Maybe it was a different one. Maybe it was the last one. Uh, I forget the name of the last one, but like, I swear to God, I thought they were going to suplex them. And I'm like, give me this. This is fucking rad right now. And then it wasn't. And yeah, I'm like, but there was the, the coolest. The body slams were ridiculous because when I saw those, my thought was, okay, this is a giant fucking beast. And you basically just threw him into the pool. Like, did you really think throwing <laughs> this thing into the ocean was going to cause any damage to it? Right. But, the, I mean, the one scene was really cool where the uh, the Jaeger, like, jumps up and then flips around and uses the rockets to get the momentum and kind of fucking flings him over his head. Mm-hmm. It was a really cool move if you slam him into something. Or yeah. you drew him to the next Jaeger who could fucking punch him out of the air. You could have done more with that. And, you know, like I said, you know how I feel about fucking kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. Bring back some of this old kung fu shit um, and, yeah. and just give it that modern taste. But the the actual fights where you could actually see what is going on, I I, I think you be would less cuts. be seen. Yeah, I think you'd be seen as like groundbreaking, even though you're not really breaking ground. You're going yes. back to old ways yeah so absolutely agree 110 percent and a a lot of times these days like for this i feel like they're copying the modern style because with so much cgi i don't think you needed to do that but the modern style is you know i put matt damon who's who's not a fucking yeah i put him into a movie and so to show a fight with him, to show, you know, three punches with him, I have to have ten cuts to yeah. hide the fact that he's not a martial artist. That's like the who was it? The um, what's uh, the Taken guy? What's his name? What's his name? Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> there, there's literally I forget which Taken it is, but I remember watching back in the day. They're like there is fourteen cuts for this of him jumping over this fence in Taken Two or yes. whatever. Yes. And it, it lasts like a second of him jumping over this fence, but there's like 13, 15, 20 cuts. It's absolutely ridiculous and absolutely highlights that there's just too much cuts. And I they're trying to build the keep this action going when there doesn't need to be this action going constantly for mundane stuff like that. Like if the if the Jaeger and the Kaiju are just throwing fists at each other you don't need to cut every punch that is hitting pull back a little bit and show them beat the shit out of each other yes i mean you can get creative with angles and you can move the camera you don't have to be a static camera for these kinds of things like could you imagine a shot that started like behind the jaeger and as they're like throwing fists at each other's fucking faces it just pans around the whole perimeter behind the kaiju now. And now it's back like the whole, and it doesn't have to be on this plane. 
this level plane. It could go up or down or whatever, and that would just add more flavor to it, and not one cut would have to be had. But that, uh, there is some reason that it just feels like cuts like this are so fucking overdone. Um, and that, uh, and to be, go to ahead, be go clear, ahead. we're like we're not the first ones saying that. Oh no no no! It, I'm I forgot how passionate I was about this. I didn't even have it in my notes, but I'm very glad you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this is uh, this is one of the things that irritates me with yes. Like even the Mar, I love the fucking Marvel movies, man, and and they they do too much of this shit. So. They have yeah, and everybody I mean, does. It's, it's it's really modern style. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, thinking of that, you know, CG where it was then, you know, ten years ago. Not that it's a whole lot different by this point. Um. Maybe that was in part to hide some of the CG. Uh, could be, could be. Because like maybe the those worst, static shots didn't work for that. Yeah, the worst CG I felt like was not even the monsters; it was the uh, cockpit stuff. It was very like Iron Man, but like junky Iron Man, like his yeah, okay. helmet HUD. You know what I mean? That's what that yeah. kind of reminded me of. Well, maybe not the cockpit, but like um, uh, at HQ when they would like monitor the the stuff going on, monitoring the the Jaegers and stuff. It's like they're running out of oxygen. Those kind of effects, I didn't, I didn't thought were uh, rough. I mean, uh-huh. better than I would ever do, surely. But, uh, yeah. I mean, some of that stuff uh, is it, okay. Pacific Rim Two. Are the cuts any different? How do you feel about that in the sequel? That's the only thing I want to know. Um, better, worse, or does it stick out in your brain in one way or the it, other? It, they're the same. Like so, just more of the more of the. It's it's very. You can only go two ways, like with the sequel. Rarely right. are you are you staying on the same level of production. You either, you either have uh, there are plenty of times where the sequel is better production because you have more budget and more time and more leeway because you've proven yourself with the first one, or you've proven yourself with the first one and the studio says we don't Cash we don't in. need to invest as much because yes we got the name recognition now right and so the second one I really falls into that second category really? it, but it, but really the fights are fine the the CGI, CGI is fine maybe it's a little bit less uh-huh my biggest thing is a little bit of the story and and the plot it's just it's more of the same the plot is different. Like, like it's not just right. had you coming from the breach. Right. There, there's a little more intrigue. There's a little more things going on. But even though you added those elements, you didn't successfully change the tone of what's going on. So, um, the second one is definitely a downgrade for me. But it's still, okay. it's still worthwhile. It does have um, John Boyega. 
Um, so Finn oh, cool. from the Star Wars. Um, is he the replacement um, black man? Is that what that is? Yeah. So I'd be yeah, a racist he's, guy. He's, uh, this may be the Chris's racist episode, but I swear to God, I'm not. That's just the pains I've been dealt. So, Leave me alone. I got to black out my socials. Maki Mori Mori was like uh, um, Stacker Pentecost had adopted her. So that's it. That was his adopted daughter because, you know, her family was killed in a kaiju attack. So he takes her in. Did it ever mention him having a son? Because I don't remember it. Don't and then all of a sudden always... in the sequel, he's got a son. John Boyega. John Boyega. Interesting. And, and the son gets the, the speech in the second one. Okay. It just it it's it's just it, the speech ain't as good. Maybe they felt bad because he was getting shafted in Star Wars. <laughs> he did get shafted in Star Wars, man. I wanted to see him really uh, like do something. You know, my favorite then, thing about those uh, is not even the movies. I I hated fucking the middle one. I've never even watched the last one. Um, but it's the last one. The uh, is him in interviews like the press junkets after those movies, and he just doesn't really give much of a shit. And he's like, Meh, like the oh, they fly now, and he's like, They've been flying since the Clone Wars. <laughs> uh, and he's 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 one of the few people that's like, I don't care, I don't want to go back to Star Wars, I'm done. Like, they did what they were gonna do with him, and I'm good. And. Respect. For that. I I like that the the sequel trilogy. Uh, uh, not to go. Welcome for the ride, Rabble. If this is your first time, like you never know where we're going to go. <laughs> Star um, who knew we were? This is going to be episode one of the Star Wars podcast. The sequel trilogy, like the first one, was great. It was so much nostalgia and fan service, but it really was telling the. The original trilogy story in one yeah. movie with new characters. So it really was that. But then what the fatal mistake I really believe they made is they tried to take all of the feedback and put that into two and make everybody happy. And you can't. Just make your shit and the people who get happy are happy, and the people who... You're not going to make everybody happy. Like, that doesn't happen these days. With a, with a fan base as big as Star Wars, there, there's, it's impossible. But, you know... I'm, I'm convinced there are Star Wars fans who don't like any of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> Dude, so I know I, Kiss fans. I know Kiss fans by fucking first name that I swear to God never liked Kiss. It's it, any fandom. I think that's a thing I, that you. I believe encounter. it. I believe it. I believe it. I like. I would say the original trilogy is pretty safe for most Star Wars fans. Like if they like it, that's what they like. But some of them somebody, don't like anything like that. But some of them don't seem to like that, and they're not yeah. as bad as Star Wars fans. Who there are Star Wars fans that like. Yeah, the really only thing I like is. Season two, episode twelve, and that's the only one I really like. But I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Yeah, that, that fandoms. I think that really has to do with the longevity of a of a franchise. And then it, it 
you get that's when you get the infighting amongst fans. You're like, why are you? You're not a fucking fan. Like I had arguments with Kiss fans when they're like, I don't like when Kiss tries to play harder rock. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and then you know, you think back to like certain things, and it's the same for Star Wars or Star Trek or anything that's lasted for decades and certain flavors of what that was at a point uh reflects back and you're like i guess i understand why you don't like before or after that period but at the same time you are a fucking weirdo and i yeah. don't want to know you but <laughs> it's it's a losing game like um so i will admit like loaded reloaded came out they were not my favorite shit metallica shit but oh, they right have there. grown on me. Like they have grown on me. The new shit this year, I like. I it's it's not grown on me yet. I don't know that me I can either. give it a chance. But um, hardwired, I I kind of liked hardwired. That so one I, uh, took me. When that come out, like 2016, it took me till yeah. last year before. And I mean, I, it's not like I was listening to it every couple weeks to try to make it right click. Right. But like last year, at some point. I really liked that. Um, the new one, I, I'll be honest, I've not even listened to the new Metallica album. I've listened to the uh, singles there, that they put out, but... Yeah, I listened to a couple of singles. They, the they, first they, one they that came through. out, I liked. Like, I listened, yeah. I've listened to that maybe ten times. But then yeah. the second one came out, and the things that come out after that, I'm really like... Same. I, I'm just not liking it. Exactly. But it's a no-win situation if you're an artist. But because if you I think, if you stay the same, people are like, "Oh, it's just the same shit." But exactly. then if you grow, people are like, "Oh, give us the classic shit. Why are you changing? Like, why yeah. are you, you sold out because you changed?" No, I we grew as artists and we were trying something new. Typo Negative like really reinvented themselves with every fucking album, and so you have Typo Negative fans that are hardcore rabbit over one album and nothing else. So yeah, yeah fucking weird and i mean anything i mean that kind of goes back to i mean there's only a handful of bands and i think the amount of movies that fall into that same category that has have had a franchise that has lasted several decades and honestly i'll, I'll need some help on this because i'm no cinephile that knows all this but the only for me, the only series of movies that last decades that I feel like held up and I was there for is Clerks, is Kevin Smith. Okay. And he certainly fell off for me for, a good, for like the 2010s. I didn't like most of anything he did. But then Clerks 3 comes out and I'm like, this is absolutely what I wanted for this. And like I, like I meant, like, like Tony Todd is now following you. Kevin Smith liked one of my tweets once. Uh, it, just it, liked it. Fucking... Didn't comment, didn't fucking do anything else. But I felt like, oh, wow. Like, he knew that this affected... What he created affected me. And I cried like a fucking bitch. <laughs> During Clerks 3. I ugly cried in front of my wife. And I feel like she's going to judge me until the day I die because of that. Uh, one way or the other. Um, but... Anything that lasts that long, to have a reaction like that to to this thing, 
I, I, I mean, what more could you really ask for for that? Um, and to go back to bring this back to to Pacific Rim uh, in a way, like Godzilla started in the fifties, and it's still. I mean, you have at least a couple Godzilla movies, whether they're Toho or American. Um, every decade, at least a couple. And certainly some are better than others. But oh, yeah. I, yeah. when something has had that much longevity, at a certain point, you can't really... And I think this applies to everything we've been talking about. You can't really say, well, I'm a fan of just this specific era. You have to just say, I'm a fan of this. Because it's lasted for so long, I don't feel like saying that you're a fan of just this works. Really, like, maybe, you're love, not really a fan at that point. You like yeah. a specific item. Yeah. It's like, I like this one Kiss album where they did disco. Well, then you're not a Kiss fan. I like Son of Godzilla, and that's it. Well, then you're not really a Godzilla fan. You, you're a Son of Godzilla fan. Yeah, with good taste. You, with you good are taste. a person with good taste. <laughs> and I, th that's, I think that the main thing with these, these big franchises, we've went off on a franchise tangent. Uh, but, um, I, I mean, who knows? I mean, this is, the, this is the first decade of Pacific Rim. Like, who knows where this could possibly go in the future? Are they even talking about a third one? I know they've done some animated things or comic things. I'm not. Yeah, there, there's both. There's been some okay. graphic novel and some comic books and animated, but it is primed. Like, you know, the you get the tag at the end of a movie that says, oh, yeah, they're setting up for another one. Pacific right. Rim, specifically, specifically, Pacific Rim could have a third trilogy with. Very little effort. Like the the plot is even set up. Like the, or the not plot. Maybe the premise is set up. Um, do you think it's so? It, it's there for the taking. Or it, it, do you think um, it's just placed in to be like? Well, if if enough, if we make enough movie, then we're safe to go. Kind of that way. Or is it? Do you know what I mean? How do you I feel, how do you feel like let me. I I feel like once the um current series of Godzilla movies came out because that was right after Pacific Rim. Oh right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. So I want. I felt like once they started to get their foothold, um, right, then it detracted. I feel like it. Having multiple kaiju series at a time going on is turns out is not a benefit because I, I don't think kaiju movies speak to people the way they used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you know, people have the Godzilla versus King Kong, the current series going on. I don't think they can hold that in their head and hold a specific rim in their head. But I mean, to as to, two separate entities and kind of juggle them at the same time. So yeah. So, but then you have both those, right? 
But then you have like people like us that like to see those kind of like more akin to a dude in a suit. I, I would I wouldn't say prefer that. Maybe me more than you in some regards to that. Like I would rather see practical in that regard. But I feel like you're more okay. I, with I'm with some you. of the I'm CGI. But like I feel like it, you, you've got a foot in both words. I should say. I'm not trying to yeah, yeah. pigeonhole yeah. you. Um, but I mean, and then what happens to those people? I mean, at one point, Toho was kind of your saving grace. But I know that they also have kind of leaned more into the CGI. Um, stay tuned, stay tuned for, uh, for next week. And we're going to have a, a catching up episode what we've been up to. Dave has a lot of, um, Halloween Horror Nights stuff to catch us up on. Um, and we're going to talk more in depth on Godzilla minus one. Um, but we, I, I feel like we're safe, especially now how we went off on a, such a tangent to talk about it a little bit now um sure and sure. Uh, having this kind of toho very big and destructive and set piece of a godzilla movie from toho which is i was at i was at work chris when you texted me and said hey this has dropped you need to check it out and and i did i had new hires and i stopped mid Mid point and sent them on break so I could um, watch the the Godzilla minus one trailer and then as soon as I got home I made Jackie sit down with me and watch it. Um, it, it is it's a teaser trailer it's, so it's there's effective. not a lot there, yeah. um, but it looks like it's kind of back to the big the kind of fatter. Like bulkier Godzilla, what what little I saw looks or is shown looks like the bulkier Godzilla. Uh-huh. It looks like a heavy uh, emphasis on destruction. It is set yes. Yes. after World War Two, after the bombs have been dropped on Tokyo and Nagasaki, and so I I do have questions about like are it, are we gonna is Godzilla gonna like what, what are we back to the original Godzilla roots where Godzilla was not a good guy. Right. Um, right. You know, he, that came later when he became such a, na- a national icon, um, well, even uh, though he was wrecking havoc. Well, before we get to our overall opinions for Pacific Rim, uh, I want to real quick, because I think this is perfect, um, and it will lead also us into next week episode for uh, us catching up on everything uh, outside of Horror House, but still uh, a lot of in the genre stuff. Um, Dave, and I'll answer yeah. it after you. Favorite kaiju movie? And I know this, but tell the world. Um, I, I do think it is. It is uh, specifically specific realm. There you have it. I knew this. I, I, I knew mean, this going I, it's, in. I set you up. Because, yeah, yeah, it, because it has everything. You know, it has it has the mech suits that I love. It has the, the story. I, I like the uplifting. Like, it, everything doesn't have to be dire. And it, even though the right. speech is, it's kind of cheesy. It's not quite as epic as the uh, Independence Day speech, but okay, it is. don't go too hard. Don't go too hard. Save it for your overall. It, it, 
yeah, it is um it is a rousing speech. I and so I think I think specific ram. Uh uh-huh. if it's if it's not that it's Cloverfield. Um but I but I do think okay. specific ram takes it for me. Now that we're kind you, of informing you, each what's other. your favorite? Exactly. We're kind of informing each other, giving some little bit of hints on what our guesses for each other's rating will be by this question. For me, my favorite kaiju movie is, it's very uh, akin to you, a little more modern than that even, if you can believe it, is Shin Godzilla. Okay. And I think I've talked to you a little bit about Shin Godzilla. And I'm not like a huge Godzilla fan. I've not seen everything. I've not seen a majority of things. I wouldn't even say I've seen a quarter of Godzilla movies, but Shin Godzilla. God damn, how could you? There's so many. Yes. I would I would really like to dive into that, but it's expensive. <laughs> um But Shin Godzilla goes back to that uh Godzilla is a natural disaster. And there ain't nothing you can do about a natural disaster, except uh, endure, at least. And th- that's kind of my favorite kind of a kaiju is this entity, it, it almost Lovecraftian, where mm-hmm. you know he could be stomping buildings, and you're like, there are people in there. He doesn't even fucking know what a people is, so why does he it care? It's just this path of destruction. This indifference to human yeah, suffering. Exactly. And the that is what uh a big part of uh, plus there's a lot of satire in Shin Godzilla. Um where, you know, the Japanese government is like, Okay, we need to figure out what's going on. But not in this room. Let's go to this other conference room. And then they go to this conference room and they're like you know what, this one ain't quite right either. Let's go to this other room. And it's like, <laughs> you know there's a fucking giant monster just devastating. <laughs> it, there's, there's stuff like that in Shin Godzilla where it's, and plus, to me, Shin Godzilla brings a little, a good bit of the horror. Um, but the natural kind of disaster for Akaiju does it for me. And that's... Uh, it. it- it is a taller, slimmer Godzilla. I mean, just physically. Um, it looks like is it is it more practical? Like I, I've not um, seen Shin. There, there. I think uh, uh, is is a good portion of practical in Shin, but uh, uh, still, there's there is CGI in, in Shin Godzilla. But I yeah, think they, at least at the time, it what Shin Godzilla was the biggest Godzilla. Okay. They At mix least. it up so instead of having like a purple glow for his powers, or instead of having a blue glow, it looks like Shin has a purple glow, which is totally different than um, what other Godzillas have done. Yeah, I, well, I'm sure within the next couple seasons we we will do Shin Godzilla because I loved it so much and okay. I love I love that uh, iteration. Um. Plus, he, he has some evolution going on. You don't see him oh, okay. as that, um, which is also cool. But but there's that. I don't want to get too deep on that. Um, how about we hit a break? We will come back. Uh, unless uh, Anything else you want to say on specific rimming before we uh, hit our overalls, Dave? 
No, if you've never tried the rimming, I suggest you give it a try, and that's maybe something you like. But you know, let's hit a break, and we'll come back and talk about that more in depth. You ain't ever know till you try. Because I needed to say it like that. <laughs> uh, it, hey, it, you know, I'm, I'm just right along for the ride with you. I'm like, okay, that, that meant this. We are back. It is time to rate this bitch. Uh, I'm going to go first, since this was Dave's pick. For me, Pacific Rim, I'm going to do something a little bit different, and I'm going to tell you my number immediately, Dave, and then explain it. Okay. So, uh, for me, I'm giving this a six. Okay. And I hope I don't break your heart. I'm sorry if I do. No, no, no. You know, it's, I think this is an important lesson. We don't all have to like the same things. That's that- why it's great that there's so much variety of stuff out. And six is... You know, I, I, I say that six is not a bad score. I just knocked over on my Budweiser case. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's above average still, um, but there are things that drag this down for me, and we've pretty much hit on all of them, so I don't really got to explain, but, like, too much human story shit. You know, we want the fucking bites and stuff. Um, and plus, it's very cliche in a lot of parts. Um, there, there is that. That I think that adds to me, for me. So, sorry. Well, that's that is that's fair. That's fair. Um, and I I get that it can't all be you know kaiju versus Jaeger. That's you know, but then to carry on with that. You sure about like, that? You sure about that? Uh, you sure about that? Are you sure? It about can't that? all be. You sure about that? I wish. I wish, but they say that it can't be. So that's what, just what I assume. Okay, uh, and just to for me, and this is this is Chris score too much just CGI for me. I would love some more, and I sh- I should say too much fast cuts as well. Um, in in addition to that, um, I wish I I would love some fucking full ass models, you know, to get some real scale i feel like scale is something kind of missing from this um but yeah i i i liked it but i mean will i revisit it i I don't know that it's going to end up in my blu-ray collection but i wouldn't be against watching it again um and i think that's i think that's a pretty decent place to live uh and that's that's pretty much it for me So, um, I, I, my guess for you was a little bit higher than that. I, I guessed a seven, which is okay. actually only, um, it's pretty normal because we're usually about a point apart. And I, and I did rate an eight. Um, I, the cliches is fine with me. The human story in this is fine with me because, of the suits because of the Jaegers. Like that makes it that puts us on some evil on some even ground. Where like the fucking current Godzilla series is like uh no, we can defeat the monsters with the power of friendship and love. And it's like, no, give me some fucking mech suits. Right. So um <laughs> So I, I'm there. There there are some, like, talking about it has made me consider 
losing an extra half, but I but I didn't. I wanted to stay true to what I rated before we started talking. I do that every fucking episode where I'm like, this is it. But by the end of our conversation, I I swear to God, almost every episode I go up or down at least a half a point. So ain't no ain't no wrong with that. Um, if if I was moving based on what we talked about tonight, I'd move down to seven point five because oh no, there is an over reliance on CG and like I said, I think the worst part is the cockpit stuff. The the quick cuts, I think that's modern, like action filmmaking. So yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't really want to, I don't want to count it against it when it is is the current. Like trend, yeah. Am I taking every movie of this generation down that extra half? You know, I mean that because that would be the solution. Um, Fair. There are two is definitely not as good a movie, but two brings into like, um, I I I don't feel like this is spoiling anything. The mechs have like fucking swords and. Weapons that are right. much more unique. Like he has the this and they have fists and sometimes chest missiles and um Sword. like the plasma cap <laughs> cannon. And but not the way the new one had. Like that it it's more of a device. It's more of a it's okay. it's plays more of a role. So I, I it's okay. better that way. The swords and one of the one of the in the second one has like a giant like mace attached to his hand. Um, okay. So there, there's some there's more uniqueness to the weapons because otherwise, like the different mechs, they they do a pretty good job of like you can look at the different mechs and see that they're all different. They all have different things. Yeah, I noticed that but from the, the like the poster art. Like there's like three mm-hmm. solidly different mechs. Which I yeah, cool. yeah, which is a it's just kudos. You know, yeah, like yeah. I don't want to see them all looking the same. Um, so I, I, I I'm going to stand by. I, I said an eight brings us to an average score of seven, which is a solid score. I think. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. I drug it down like I tend to do. <laughs> well, and I, you know, hyped it up more. You know, I'm the hype man. I'm the I'm the moving hype man for the the show. Yeah. So that's okay. We have our roles. Hey, we're just they, a, we're a little further apart than usual today. A little bit, a little bit, but that's um, okay. The show will go on. If Dave, if they want to tell us their ratings, which we would love to see, all you got to do, tell them, Dave. Tell them. Uh, you can tell us our rate your ratings. You can tell us just tell us what your favorite kaiju movie is. You can do that with a direct message or just tagging us in a tweet at Suey. This one with six E's or at Horror House 2 because there are two of us. Usually. You can email us horrorhousepodcast at gmail.com or go to the Horror House page on Facebook. Uh, you can hit us up on Slasher, Horror House Dave or Horror House Chris, um, the social media website for horror fans. So, Specifically for horror fans. Get it Specifically for horror fans, yes. And last but not least, do rate us wherever you're listening, whatever platform, whatever app. We super duper appreciate it. Because Spotify ain't helping us out, none. 
Uh, but if you're listening on Spotify, click, 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 click the stars. Click the heart, please. Please. Let, spot, let the Spotify overlords know that we're here. Because I, I feel like they are forgetting about us, uh, us smaller guys. And last that's but not that's least, what they like. Yeah. They like to see those likes and those clicks and those views attached to our show. So. And again, if you know somebody that would like the Horror House, that would like the old Chris and Dave back and forth, let them know. And you can do that by sharing. Sharon is Karen. Unless Sharon Sharon. is your wife. And then, then, yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's like Ozzy said, Sharon. Fucking bubbles. You gave the fucking Prince of Darkness bubbles. That's that's one of the, I'll never forget that. The Osbournes. Holy shit. Uh, But this was a tangent episode. uh, Not the most extreme as I thought it was going to be, but. We we did pretty good, Dave. I'm proud of us. We did pretty good. Yeah. Considering how hard I pregame tonight, we're doing all right. <laughs> I was expecting beyond they live. And no, no, we did. No, we no, did this this good. this doesn't deserve like my full <laughs> on like hardcore Super Bowl. I'm not I'm not on Super Bowl level. Um, um Oh man! Oh, stay tuned next week. We will be doing a catching up episode on uh, some stuff we've been watching outside of the show, amongst other things. Uh, but until then, uh, we will see you then. Same cemetery, different grave. 